0: Attention, Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko, a.k.a. The Duke of Hobbies.
1: Nick, how are we doing today?
0: I'm
1: doing all right here, Jake. Not bad, not bad. You doing know, I...
0: all right? Normally you say uh, you're doing a lot better.
1: Well, I don't know, it's just, it's been a little bit of a hectic week and stuff, Um uh you know, yeah. coming in we're, we're talking Pokemon here today and everything and I'm just uh I, re- I realized I hadn't played a lot of Pokemon but it wasn't mean it wasn't I didn't relax or anything it was just uh just a different time uh got to do a lot of uh, other fun stuff but again I mean hey it is what it is and uh just having, you know, just I get to relax in a different way rather than just hit with Pokemon off to the side
0: yeah for sure that's actually kind of the same with me this week I haven't really played a whole lot um I've been uh, self quarantining because uh, there was a work uh, close contact everything's fine everybody's cool actually I'm I tested a uh, negative so I'm good to go uh, but I use this time to work a lot on my basement and so I've been doing a lot of uh, concrete pouring um, to in addition to what I did last uh, week and it's getting super close to to ready for uh, you know the studio portion and I got my computer in finally yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so I'm I'm trying to, you know, learn the ins and outs of that. Um, so doing a lot of that kind of stuff instead of uh, playing as much Pokemon as I normally do, kind of giving myself, a, you know, a, a little bit of a break right before the, the Players' Cup 3 uh, yeah. uh, play. So it's a good kind of just a uh, restart, I guess, a um, mental restart for the Pokemon game before uh, jumping into that.
1: Yeah, no, that's why I think we'll have a lot of fun here, especially we're going to get you set up as of the day of the recording as soon as we can um, and, you know, get get you on that computer running and uh, streaming and also just being able to do some of the neat stuff that we've kind of planned. So yeah, I'm, I'm I, thoroughly excited.
0: I uh, know I really, really want to do a couple deck profiles and I, I don't know how to, how to do that quite yet. I know you're going to come over and kind of give me the rundown of um, basic computer stuff, so I, maybe I can hopefully soon record a couple uh, deck profiles and then obviously we'll try to do streaming uh, once a week or so um, yeah. yeah, past that to, you know, to learn and grow as a, as, you know, just as for ourselves and for the community at large.
1: Right. I really enjoyed our latest practice session that we did. That was actually a lot of fun uh, and I'm just glad Chuck was able to join us for that too, because that was just, that was a, um, a neat way to learn. I think we all learned a lot during that and just uh, also good stream testing too. So, uh, and I yeah. hope the the viewers enjoyed that also. We, again, we look forward to doing more of that in the future.
0: Yep. And if, if like we say all the time, if there's anything you guys want us to do uh, spotlight or just changes in, in, you know, how we do, Uh, Our podcasts uh, or any of the videos in the future, just let us know. We'll be more than happy to, uh, uh, you know, take those into consideration for sure.
1: Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. uh, You know, reach us out on the Discord channel. Um, You know, again, we're always looking for feedback. We're always looking for ways to improve. And so we just want to make this make this listening time uh, most beneficial for everyone that actually is listening. So again, we we thank you, and we wanted to improve for at Jens.
0: Definitely. And before we get to our uh, our guest for the day, I think it's a good, uh, good time just kind of jump into the Whimsy Watch and just uh, dive in from the the last week of you know of tournament play and see how that went.
2: Hello, Chuck here with another exciting Whimsy Watch after a thrilling week of online play. Let's get right at it. We're gonna look at the Hegster number twenty first. first. This started out hot. 194 players it was won by an Elwin 1999 uh, with a Center Scorch. Sorry, I don't have a real name, just the, the screen name there. The Meadow was just as hot. Center Scorch was at 13%, taking the top dog. ADP was just behind it, also at 13%, but a little lower percentage. Uh, and then Eternitus and Picaram at 11% at this tournament. So let's move to later in the week uh, at the Chill number 16. This gets the crown for the most attendance. With 203 players it was won by Yosef uh, Yosefi Gad uh, with Eternatus uh, the meta broke down as follows here uh, Eternatus took the top spot with 13% about 13.5 uh, ADP came in around closer to 13% uh, as well and then Senescorch finished at 12% and Rom at 10% so the big thing I saw there was a significant drop in Picarom play this week with kind of that whole, that drop in percentage, it all moved in Eternus's favor. So as Pika dropped about 3%, Eternus went up 3%. Uh, and Cenoscorch, I think, is starting to win over the Bocephalon players, because it also creeped higher in percentage of play, while Bocephalon players, the meta share keeps dropping a little bit. Now we also had our first ADP banned Limitless tournament. Uh, it was one with a Picarom deck, uh, piloted by a Magnachu. Featured a heavy Picarom, Eternatus, and Senescorch meta. Uh, though I did see uh, an increaser in one prizers of the likes of Mad Party, Excadrill, uh, multiple different control archetypes, and, like a, a, and also a Spirit Tomb and Dawn fan, which our good fan Dan Count the Money took to top 16. So this is obviously still going to continue through the, re- the rest of January, so we're going to keep another watch on us to see how it kind of shakes up. Now, it wouldn't be a whimsy watch if I didn't call out Yukes, aka Tristan Bennett, for winning the coffee cup with a good old Whimsicott GX and Porygon Z. So, good on Tristan, way to keep the Whimsicott alive. Now that's going to be all for this week. Uh, be sure to follow us at watch whimsy on the Twitter sphere. and back to you guys.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Chuck. That's uh, another great report. Okay. And I'm super
0: excited for our guest today. He's been here since the beginning um, and then kind of took a, a break, but then it's been back and playing competitively since 2017. um, It's my pleasure to introduce the one and only Cashman.
1: Hey, this is Duke from the future, actually coming here after doing some editing. We had some technical difficulties at the beginning of the interview cash does say hi and he was really awesome to have on this episode so i hope you guys enjoy this interview a lot uh basically cashman goes through a little bit of his history of how he first got into the game and you know then how he got away from it but we're going to pick off is when he starts coming back and starts playing the game a lot more competitively so again hope you enjoy that sorry for that little issue uh but Back to the episode.
3: So this is what happened. I was visiting my brother in Japan. Japan had a lot of good stuff, especially Pokemon. I went mm-hmm. to see the card shops. I saw this Charizard card, I'm like, wow. <laughs> cards actually look really nice now. And that got me thinking, like, maybe I should play again. Like, I got nothing else to do.
0: Yeah. yeah
3: that's so
0: awesome
3: bought, story. So I bought some Japanese cards just for fun. And then I think that's where the habit kicked in so i got back home bought some more packs opened more cards bought a starter deck bought a few more cards and that's where it started
1: hey, awesome so uh, our first question we always ask is uh if you did play any of the games then uh what uh what was your first starter pokemon
3: first one is charmander nice from all the way back in pokemon red
1: nice Yes, and you're you're an original player too, so that's really neat to, to be able to <laughs> yep. from there. I so mean,
3: people always say, "Oh, Charizard's my favorite." Charizard's my favorite, but I actually liked Charizard from the beginning.
0: Yeah. Nice. So that actually kind of leads us into the second. Um, it's so your favorite Pokemon overall, what what would that be?
3: I have three favorites. Um, oh, nice. number Let's one, all time favorite is Charmander, for the obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. i have right now i'm looking at at least seven Charmander plushies in my room so, <laughs> that pretty much says it all yeah number number two is gonna be the one that surprises everyone it's hitmon lee hmm. oh
0: that actually is very surprising yes
3: so, w- I don't know. go on
0: no i was gonna say so w- what is it about hitmon lee that uh that you know attracts you to him
3: so when I was a kid, there was a few things that I liked, football, I mean, like, European soccer, mm-hmm. wrestling, and I don't know, for some reason, Hibondi reminded me of those, like, he likes to kick a lot, and then wrestling, they like to kick a lot, so I'm like, I like this guy. Yeah. And I just played the games, and I, for some reason, always used him only, so I'm like, that became my favorite.
0: That's cool. That's pretty that's awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and the third one is Charizard, so no surprise there.
0: <laughs> no Senescorch love in there.
3: Senniscorch is probably my new favorite Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: for yeah. some reason. Yeah, for just some reason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh so uh the third question here is what is your favorite card? in the game. So it can be for any reason. Artwork, uh, just you know, how it plays, uh, and could be from from the beginning of the game or all the way to now.
3: Hmm, that's a tricky one. And favorite card? I actually did like a top 30 list of all my favorite card before. Mm-hmm. And I'm drawing a blank on who was number one. <laughs> so I'm going to quickly look at who it was. But I know like that was... When I was young, I managed to pull a Shiny Kabutops, and I always liked that one for some reason. Because back then, Shiny cards were super, super rare to get.
0: Yeah. That's a solid one.
3: Yeah. Actually, my favorite card apparently is Charizard from Team Up. Oh, yeah, that was my favorite card. Yep.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't know.
3: No,
1: like, that's that's another it. good one. Which which one yeah. are you talking about? The the standalone Charizard, where he like takes the damage to put the, energy on him, rolling
3: or Rolling Resolve one? I don't know what something about that Rolling Resolve Charizard. I just really liked it. Nice. Like it was the Fine. first real good Charizard I've ever seen. I'm like, I'm building a deck over it. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Charizard's always been um, very collectible, but never really super competitive. No. Um... Yeah, so this,
3: this was the first one, and I managed to win at least three hundred dollars from playing it.
0: Nice! Wow, oh, that's a that's a solid one. So okay, it's so a
3: good deck. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. I I remember playing against it when I first started, and it wrecked my day quite often. So uh, no, it is it's a it's a solid deck for sure.
3: Yeah. If that was the second one, I would say Hitmonlee from Fossil because I made it, I made a deck out of it.
0: Yeah. Okay, so then going into the last question, um, what what's the 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 card that you find the worst for the game, or the card that you hate the most um, for for the game of Pokemon?
3: Crushing Hammer.
1: I'm No,
3: I do hate Crushing Hammer. I really hate Crushing Hammer. It, but it, yeah, I mean, I understand why it's there. You know, it's to stop ADP and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I still hate it. But the one I hit the most will probably Mar- be Marnie, I guess.
0: Huh. Yeah.
1: I okay.
3: I just, I don't know, because every time you try to build, like, a couple of combo of cards, they just play Marnie, you get stuck, and you just lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's happened many, many times to me.
3: Yeah. So I hit that card more than anything else. <laughs>
1: Or, yeah or, I think we this way sometimes for me it happens where you uh you play it and you know, like you're forced to play because it it's you have one card and they only have one card but you have nothing else you can do and you desperately and need to put it. Them on yeah exactly. it's, uh, it's always a bad feeling when that happens in my mind
3: and then sometimes you get stuck and they get everything
1: right
0: yep. right <laughs> It only takes that one card for them to get that really starts their train. And if if you give it to them, it's always a bad feeling.
3: Especially when you use your own supporter, you get (laughs) and you give them the holes, nuts and like, that's the worst feeling in the world.
0: Yep. (laughs) Awesome. So, okay, cool. Um, Now we'll just, uh, we have a few other questions that aren't, you know, part of our, our norm. But, I mean, I think the, the number one thing is what inspired you to actually start playing competitively? I know you, you kind of went into the whole, um, you know, PTCGO kind of got you back into the game. But, um, you know, recently you've been doing a lot of tournaments online with, you know, all those, uh, the community-run tournaments. Um, what kind of got you into that, like, heavily? Um...
3: As in competitively? Um... Yes. So when I started off, like, I just played in locals, just for fun because I enjoyed playing the game. So just play for fun, and then I played some more, and then I lost some more, and I kept losing. And I keep thinking like, maybe I shouldn't be playing all these fun decks. Mm -hmm. So one of my friends told me like, you know, if you really want to start playing well, why not play seriously, get some cards, get a good deck, and then you actually have fun. And then I just started from there. I think I started competitively and. 2018 I will guess yeah mm-hmm so that's why I just started playing competitively when the league challenges when the League cups SPEs and then only recently I went to my first regional and then this past, out oh, well last year's February I went to mm-hmm. OCIC for the first time
0: oh wow my
3: first First proper fly away to a tournament I guess.
0: And how'd you do on that?
3: Not so good. <laughs> uh, what did I get? Um three four one I was playing Firebox. And I if I remember correctly, three of my losses were just because I couldn't draw anything.
0: Oh that, that's rough. I it's just just losing because you can't draw into cards is, is a rough feeling. If it's like an even matchup back forth, and your opponent just you know makes liquid good move, that that's completely different. But if you just can't get your game plan running, that's definitely rough. The
3: worst part is I had game in both both times, and then just couldn't get that last piece. And there was one game where I think I could have still gotten points from OZIC, but just never got my um energy or so whatever.
0: Oh man, that's uh... so sorry to, sorry to hear about that.
3: Yeah, it happens. I think that's that's the game, isn't it? Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, but uh, recently you've been uh, playing all these online tournaments and really shredding it up. So, what kind of s- turned that switch for you, where you were, you know, it, it, you know, attending all these events, um, either IRL or online, but now you're you're seeing a lot of success. So, was there something? There was there a key moment that just kind of switched for you in your brain, or or, or got you, you know? To start, you know, just really seeing success. Was there like a moment that you can remember that it was a transition for you?
3: I think it's because, like, I think I was one of the first to embrace like online tournaments. Like, even before the, the lockdown and all that kind of stuff, I was even playing like other online competitions, like the old Poke Beach online tournaments, mm-hmm. the KGB online tournaments. I was playing all that before. So when when I found out, like, okay, we're gonna play in online, so I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to play in everything. I'm going to find whatever I can find. Play in all of them. And just try to do my best. Because my theory was everyone, like, this is what I thought. Okay, because we're not going to have real-life games, everyone's going to think, you not know There's no point. Let's just relax. I didn't want to relax. Mm. I want to keep improving myself, keep bettering myself. So I thought, I'm going to find every tournament I can find and just play in all of them. And because, like, This isn't local, so I'll I'll get to play against American players, Brazilian players, Japanese players, Chilean players, you name it. They're all there, so I thought this is a good chance to play against players that I'll probably never ever get to play and learn from them and just try to keep bettering myself.
1: Yeah, I think think that's something that a lot of people um, don't, uh, you know really talk about like when when it comes to playing online uh and respect is the fact that you're playing against some really amazing players because you get to play everyone around the world uh you know most events if you go and you win an event again it might just be more locally or it's just going to be in a few states not everyone has that luxury to travel around but that's my one of my favorite parts about tcgo um or ptcgo sorry is the fact that it's anyone and everyone so that that is such a really neat thing in my mind all the time.
3: Exactly, like like you just said, that not a lot of people get to travel around. That was my problem. I couldn't travel around. I couldn't go to Thailand or couldn't go to Indonesia for all these SPS because I just mm-hmm. didn't have money to travel. So like this this was great for me because I didn't have to travel around and I get to play against all the good players. Why not? <laughs> and you did mention like what was the f- switch? I think yes. that was. It was one of the earlier Hexters oh no wait no no uh, yep yeah. that was a Sunday open Um, I was just playing like I was just playing Firebox like I kept I didn't do so well in all the four Limitless qualifiers so I thought what am I doing so I just kept um, training testing like need to find something and then there was one Sunday open where I went 6-0 at the start so I'm like oh <laughs> actually maybe I'm good and then I got dunked in top cut, but then I didn't try again the next week, and I managed to get myself in top cut again. I think it was five months ago. I'm like, two top cuts in a row. Okay, maybe I can do this. And then I
0: yeah, for sure that
3: Sorry. Two weeks later, and I got <laughs> top cut again. So I thought, okay, I think I can do this.
1: So you you talk about training and practicing. Like, what were your some of your what were some of the things that you were working on in your training? In-
3: like, for me, I know what's my weakness. My main weakness is I never really price check. I never really, like, look at what's around me. As, as in, like, some stuff you might just miss up if you don't check the discount. Like, let's say they have all their boss gone. And, mm-hmm. like, maybe there's a way where you can win by just bossing something up. Then they don't have switch or anything. Mm-hmm. Just keep track, uh, keep the things stuck on in the active. And you can just win from there. I I used to do this thing where I just didn't check anything. So I just like, okay, well, if you have it, have it. And then I just, I can't remember who I uh, watched from. And then they say like, you should be checking it. So that's where I just, especially Daniel Oteville. There was one match I played against him. Like, like, did you see my discount? I'm like, yeah. It's like, you know, you could have done this and that. I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, just learn from there. And then the, yeah, because... lot... yeah, go on.
0: No, I was just say a lot of it is definitely just in those little details that uh you know make the difference from a, a, a win or a loss right there. So definitely, um, that's one thing to uh, consider is the discard yeah. stuff.
3: So exactly, because sometimes people have this like narrow mindedness, like I have to win it this way, I have to win it this way, I have to win it this way. When actually you can maybe try something else get something stuck or make another play where you know they don't have an answer and that might be your route to victory so i'm like that's how i try to look everything look at the board state look at what i can do and just try to make the best play possible then the other thing my biggest problem i think is just sequencing that's been my biggest issue like knowing what to discard knowing what what to do when to draw this, when to play this, when to do this, when to do that, and I'm, I won't say I've perfected it, I'm still learning, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it's amazing he, how, like, a little a little change in a sequence, uh, playing a, you know, one card off can actually make or break a match sometimes, so. Yes.
3: Like, I used to do this stupid thing where I'll just join half before I do wish. and then, like, cause I'm thinking, okay, if I take two cards out I can maybe find my welder but then I someone told someone told me like no you should always tell the wish first because if you find it then you can use your fires and you can use whatever then you can use I don't know day day whatever so I, even that small minor detail I'm like oh I didn't even think of it so that really changed for me so just even the smallest thing like okay try to do it that way
0: yeah for sure. So okay. So now, you we we all know in senior success online, you're you're killing it out there. Um, and the deck that you're mainly doing it with um, is the Senna Scorch list with your you know your Jirachi, um, your Jadenes and Crowbats. Um, what made you gravita- or gravitate towards that deck?
3: So, like I mentioned earlier, I used to play Firebox a lot, and mm-hmm. that. That was that was my deck. I absolutely love playing Firebox. And if you look at Limitless, I have one entry on there: Singapore SP Top Eight Firebox. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, my favorite Pokemon Charmander, so I guess Fire is something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, the first time I saw Sandiscotch VMAX, Max, I, I read it. I'm like, this could be good. This could be bad. And then I just practiced a little bit with it, I'm like, actually, this could be good. Because <laughs> Firebox just couldn't match up with VMAXs. So I need to find something that could. And the answer was this and the Scorch.
0: Yeah, for sure. He he hits like a truck when he gets going, and he can get to that one-shot point like mid-to-late game, and it can really just be the, the, the difference maker right there.
3: Yeah, but he has no damage cap, which is the perfect thing.
0: Yes. I seem, uh, it, it seems like fire usually has that no damage cap thing, just kind of like a placephalon doesn't really have one, or or Scorch, or any of these other ones in the past, like the Charizard we were talking about. Yeah, so no, it, it seems like a, a very aggressive type and a, a very you know good archetype. So I can see why you you jump to that archetype for sure.
3: I always have this weird illusion that oh, welder decks are easy, just find your welders. Yeah. <laughs> He'll do well. I oh. can tell you, Santa Scorch is not the easiest deck to play.
0: For sure. So, like, once I seen you, know, you yourself and Thomas having success with this list recently, I, I kind of like, okay, I want to jump on this, uh, you know, Santa Scorch list. And yeah, yeah, sure, I did win, you know, some games here and there, but it was not the easiest. And like, my sequencing wasn't 100% correct either. You're talking about Jirachi and Win to Stellar Wish compared to Hearth and. And before Dede and stuff like that. So, there there are a lot of times where if you don't know what you're doing, you, you can definitely just um, lose out right there. So,
3: like some people, they'll see like these bad hands, like they'll maybe start with Elder Goss and maybe nothing in one quick ball. And then they'll think, well, I just lose. What can I do? Mm-hmm. So I try to learn from, I try to, every bad hand, I just keep trying to learn, like, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can look for Jirachi find another route maybe play a crow band. try to set up from there maybe if i get a bird keeper i can try this i can try that even if i get Mm -hmm. a bad hand i'm still trying to make sure i make the best use of it
1: right right you can't you know it's it's easy to go and just be like ah never mind i'm not going to play this game because you know but it's actually sometimes you should go all right what can I do to maximize this? Is it possible to even return from here and, you know, explore those options? And a lot of players, I think the this, this is maybe the dark side of online play is the luxury of the fact that it's so easy to set up that people are just like, man, I'm just going to move on. And there's learning experiences that they're missing out on from the fact that they can just pick up and go rather than continue playing a match. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm guilty as, it, uh, as well, uh, at least in the past where like, oh, I just have a dead hand, move on. But I've really kind of, you know, jumped on what you were just saying there, Nick and Cash, is, you know, try to learn from those mistakes. Even if you lose, at least if you can get yourself back into the game, that's, you know, that's a mark of a good player for sure.
3: Yeah, because I've always said losing is still the best experience. Like, even you lose, you still learn something.
0: Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. Okay, so now that we've talked about, you know, you, you've jumped onto this uh, Scorch list and you're doing well, um, there is another person that's doing well with the, exactly the same list, uh, another well-known oh, player, is. Uh, Thomas Brofeet's doing uh, doing awesome. Uh-huh. So I want yeah, I want to give you the, the floor to see who is the better Scorch player oh. and and are you guys f- uh, friends, rivals? Are you going to send them some love? Are you going to give them some shade? The floor is yours on this one.
3: Okay, I'm sorry, Thomas, but Thomas the best player. Oh.
0: <laughs>
3: God, swear you.
0: you guys both are saying it the same way. He, he's saying on Twitter that, you know, you're the better Santa Scorch. Now you're telling
3: he's him lying. that he's better. No, him. He's just lying. <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly lying. He's the better Santa Scorch player. I mean, look at the results. He's, he's got more points than me in the Pokestats.
0: I mean, points are nice, but... it it can always just also be, you know, match up. So, I mean, it sounds like you're giving him the credit, though, for sure.
3: Because um, let's be OK, so here's what we usually do. Sometimes we'll just we'll play our games. We'll just talk to each other and then sometimes like. I don't know, I feel nervous because I actually I get nervous a lot of time. So I just feel nervous and I'll stop playing a bit badly. Mm-hmm. And I can hear Thomas's voice like, you should be doing this. You should be doing that so it's like I'm still learning and I'm learning from him some most of the time actually So mm-hmm. like, even though we, are, we test each other we try things out but also we like watch each other play and then we try to help each other like okay this is what we should be doing this is why we should do it maybe this was the right play maybe this was the wrong play so we try to try to help each other see what's the best way to go with our play or what's how to win the game or what we can do
1: yeah for sure so sorry nick you go that's that's really neat because like again like uh, pokemon has always been so friendly um and you know when before i got into the game like i've heard the the horror stories of card game trading card game players and how you know they can be mean and stuff to each other but again i I haven't seen that in Pokemon, to be honest with you. And like, even hearing you guys just be like, "Yeah, we talk things out through into each other," it's it's, it's just nice because it's like, yeah, that's that's what we do. We we make sure we're not, you know, we're helping each other out as much as possible. So, uh, c- kind of There's
3: neat. probably some negativities somewhere, some dramas. But I just try to stay well away from everything. I'm just here to have fun, play the game I love, and. And because of this online tournaments, I've actually made a lot of friends from mm-hmm. it, like Thomas. Everyone that there's too many people to name, honestly, but I've made a lot of friends.
0: Yeah. Because so, just... so you're saying that you and Thomas are a friend and uh, friends, and and more of teammates, not rivals.
3: Uh, no, we're not rivals. Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Like, he's the one person where if I'm not too sure what I want to do in a deck, like, I'll ask him first. And if I, yeah. like, I have this group, where I'll just ask Thomas, if I'm not sure if it's not Thomas, I'll ask Tate so or Mr. Celio himself, look more so. I'll just ask for their advice. That's
0: cool. For sure. Every, every single one of those top players um, are always, at least in my experience, um, willing to, you know, give their input and, and advice yeah. and not yeah. not try to just push you away and like, oh I don't I don't care about you or anything. So it's not it's never been like that, at least in my experience. Yeah
3: same because I got to play against like some, some top players like Zach Lasage, Danny Altavilla, that sometimes like I misplayed against them. So I'll just ask them like should I have done this, should I have done that? And every time they came back to me and said, Yeah you you should try to do this, you should try to do that like the guys I've spoken to they're really helpful so I really appreciate all of them
0: for sure Um, before we move on to the next one um, I just was going to say we were going back to being able to play people around the world um, when you normally wouldn't be able to because of PTCGO Um, and actually before you know I even reached out to you to to come on here you actually played against all three of the the Pittsburgh Pokemon uh, podcast members you played against myself Nick and uh, Chuck, that does our whimsy watch. Um, so it's just nice that yeah, we get to um, you have that experience, I guess, uh, to play against you. Um, exactly. When we That's wouldn't have part. that opportunity That's before.
3: That's the best part of the online tournaments. Like you get to play against everyone and everyone. And I've lost count of how many people I have played against. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, you can ask me how many people I've played against. I couldn't tell you.
0: <laughs> you played them all. <laughs>
3: Probably bleed them all.
0: For sure. Cool. So you and Thomas doing super well with uh, Santa Scorch. I'm sure you guys made tweaks together as a team, kind of a thing. Um, but then I'll, recently, uh, you know, Azul does his uh, his his weekly uh, power rankings, and uh, oh, I think it was yeah. like two to three weeks ago that he put Santa Scorch at like seven or eight, and you two made it a mission to make him eat his words. <laughs> Did you guys kind of meet up and? and say, hey, we're just going to really go hard at this and let's let's get some success? Or how, how'd that kind of play out?
3: So, yeah, that was actually supposed to be an inside joke. <laughs> so we saw the ranking. Um, I don't know if it was I saw it first or Thomas saw it first or one of our good friends, Dave Davros, he saw it first. But someone said, did you see Azul's um, ranking? So I went straight away, looked at it, I'm like, Wait, hang on a minute. Why is not 7th? Like yeah. And the best part is he showcased our list and he said, this list is bad. I don't like playing this. And so I'm thinking, okay. Just got, <laughs> two, two of us just got top card in Sunday Open. I think Thomas got fourth the day before and I won the Hexter like two weeks before and got second, I think, that week itself. So I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Why are we seven? I think it was Channel Fireball that said, "Rip Santa Scorch." <laughs> so it's like, hey, let's give them, you know, some friendly banter, and then we just started spamming them just for the yeah. fun of it. And then I think I, I was I was gonna do that. Challenge accepted.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I remember seeing that on Twitter saying "Challenge accepted." That was awesome.
3: <laughs> and then you saw what happened. Santa Scorch just won. Everything after that, but that was because of Pedro. Oh yeah,
0: he's. I mean, yeah, he good. he definitely <laughs> helped the cause. He
3: help yeah, him, his. But... Okay, actually, yeah, he did help the cause because he won the next day. His list won next day. His list won, and then I think, all this won. Um. Well, actually, Thomas won. What was it? Chill.
1: The $300 yeah. Three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. He, he won, won the
3: last chill. Yeah. I think Sunday open. One of us got top four with it. Well, Thomas, I guess, but yeah, just the whole week, Santa Scotch, Santa Scotch, Santa Scotch, Santa Scotch, <laughs> and then it came out. We never doubted Santa Scotch. I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> That's our friend Danto, honestly.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know there was no like a uh, real bad blood there, but it's just kind of funny that uh, it's just funny that somebody like Azul would say that, and then everybody in the community tried to, you know to prove a prove a point that it's still good.
1: And now, me, was... and now Santa scorch is literally <laughs> everywhere on the ladder.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I do apologize for
3: that. No,
0: no. <laughs> no, it's fine. So, actually that brings up a good point though. Uh, Pedro was playing Santa scorch and it is kind of a completely different type of build with the with the whole um cell valley with the disc reload. Have you have you tried that version out? And what do you think of that version compared to your guys? I
3: think, actually Tested Cervalli out like two or three weeks ago just for fun. Because I kept thinking, how do I beat around with all their Switch and, I mean, their Stam and Marnie stuff. So I thought, let me try Cervalli. And it didn't mm-hmm. really help me that much. So I didn't really think about it at all. Huh. So now Pedro wins the tournament. So I'm like, okay, let me try his list out. I didn't like it at all. So I, after five games, I just deleted it and just went back to my list.
0: Yeah, it's fair. I think they're both very solid, but especially if you have so many reps with uh your, your specific build that is definitely yeah. the the right call.
3: Yeah, they're both equally good, but because I've played more with the Nets version, I'm more familiar with it. And I just prefer having to build up one stage one rather than two stage ones.
0: Yeah. And and that's kind of funny that you uh you said that you used it and you didn't quite like it. Um with the Savali the, the other day we were testing out Santa Scorch online too. And I kind of made a tech with the, the Blue Altaria line, just a one-one kind of like a, a a stall version. Like if you were playing against Pika and you were behind, you can just throw it in there. And we ultimately didn't find it to be very consistent. But it was funny that uh like the, the next day or two I saw somebody made top cut on one of these online tournaments. Yeah, it's like, man, did he just like take that from us or what? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think Nate got top thirty-two at Hexter. I think the last Hexter, he got top thirty-two with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, it definitely. I see the benefit of having a Swablu, but it just seems so um, clunky, I guess, with with the inclusion of uh, a third uh, stage one.
1: Well, I think I think the thing that kept happening to us in our playtesting, and we did this live, was. Um, I would check for my prizes, you know, see what was in the deck and er- there it is, alteria or Swabu, one of the other would be it always prized. So we we're like, well we don't even get to really test this out now. Uh, yeah. Just was that's how it's gonna be. So it's just kind of kind of funny how you know certain things line up that way.
3: Yeah, but that's the beauty of Welded X, because you can just <laughs> put anything. You can put a Swabu, you can put I don't know, double, or you can put <laughs> brawler, you can put anything with double colors, well whoever you want. You can put you can put Ripary if you want. Yep. Milotic if you want. Like that's the beauty of Welder.
0: Yeah, Welder is super solid and it, it lets a lot of these archetypes outside of fire uh, have a chance to excel because of that energy acceleration. So it's it's
1: mm-hmm. super huge.
3: Exactly. That's why I'm gonna cry the day welder rotates.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's speaking, it is coming. Speaking, yeah, speaking about with welder rotating, do you see a future um, with the current cards that are known and everything? Do you see a future for Senator Scorch without welder?
3: I have something in mind. I'm testing it, but we need to see what what else is going to be released. But i I have something at least.
1: Are you, we
0: don't are, yeah we don't you, have
1: the... yeah you don't have to you don't have to tell us what you're thinking but uh, if you you know do you if you want to share if you don't want to share it's fine too so um, uh, I'll ask the question uh, what is this that you have in mind then
3: it evolves to stage one it's colorless it likes beaks <laughs> something like that okay.
1: Oh, that's that's,
3: cool. that's yeah. all the clues I'll give. Alright. Sounds <laughs> <funny. laughs>
0: <laughs> So, go, yeah, I mean, I've see, I seen a couple versions going into those table mons. I saw what Little Dark Fury trying to use the baby Colossal to try to, to get, get him up and running.
3: Okay, sorry,
0: sorry I, I didn't hear you.
3: I actually do like the Colossal. The sad thing is it's fighting and fire. If it was two fire, then it would be perfect. But Yeah. 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 Nobody's gonna use fighting, anyways.
0: Yeah, for sure. We'll just all use Turbo Patch. It's a good card. Oh
3: no! <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No. Here's what we need. We need TPCI to just reprint a
1: fire,
3: fire version of Malamar, and I'm set. Of
1: which? One? Yeah. Malamar. Oh, Mal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire version. <laughs> okay. Hey, Cash. So. Um, with Players Cup three, you know, what are your initial thoughts on it? Um, uh, are you're you actually you're not actually able to participate in it, you know? Yes, sir.
3: Or, I am not able to participate because
1: I live in that is continent called Asia. Yeah, um, you know, has there been any talks in your area of the world where you're like not at all? Really, like no, nothing about like just nothing. Like not even like, hey, why aren't we involved?
3: I've asked him a lot of time, and I've been ignored all the time
1: wow that's crazy that's that's so sad that's i think that's the yeah. i think that was one of the first you know when we first interviewed a Trisha Shake way back now um and he brought that up to our attention. Jake and I didn't know that that was a thing, and you know we went from being like wow player you know players cup three so cool, everything, and then no one. You know, like like a whole whole regions of people just eliminated from even participating. Um, I'm just surprised. So I'm just probably surpri- some of the better players, right? Um.
3: Yeah. So this is what I heard. The main reason we're not in it is because we cannot get the reward, which is you get the what is it? You get to go to the IC, like a trip to IC, I think. Yeah, you
1: reward. get a travel voucher.
3: Yeah. So because in asia we have now we have a new qualifying system so even if we go to an ic we we won't score any points we're just there just to win money that's it because we're not officially on the tpci anymore so that's that's the reasoning i heard i I don't know if it's official but that's what i heard
0: well that's unfortunate so i actually want to um uh make it better uh for you and I know this is not much because you can't participate, and participation is like the, the 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 big part that you're you know missing out on. But if I make cut again, because I made cut last time, if I make cut again, I will give you um, my, a deck box and sleeves of players' cups because I, I find a it, a, cu- it no, no I, I find no it no it's no a, it's no a no. shame. It is a shame that players like yourself can't do it when you're such a big part of this community, and that's just a little thing that we could do.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah for me it's fine honestly like the game will just keep moving on we with, have with without us so there's nothing much i can do about it like i'm still happy to test with any of my friends who want to test for it like i'll help anyone out with it just i'm just gonna be sitting there watching everyone play i'm like yeah you go have fun exactly
0: and, mm. and you're there for moral, moral support and uh, that's awesome of you to, to even take to, Reach out and help uh, your, you know, your inner circle of friends in the game. But yeah. it, it, like I said, it's a crying shame for somebody that you know of your stature in our game to not even be able to 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 participate. So, yeah. yeah, if if I do well, I, I I feel that it's our duty to to you know make yeah, it I right in some kind of
3: way. That. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know My I don't theory, have to. Yeah. My other theory is I think TPC is just scared of us. Just think of all possibly. the possibly Japanese players we have. Right. One of them will surely win. And then we look to Malaysia. They've got mm-hmm. Colin Tang, they've got Malik. They're all great players. Go to Singapore. Oh my god. Christian, <laughs> Clive. Too many to name honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, again, like if it, it would mean more to even anybody in the States or, or anywhere around the world, if you ended up winning this, say, hey, you can kind of truly say you're a world champion if you included all the Asias and and were able to play against these guys because it means there's just that much more, you know?
3: Yep
1: yeah i mean that, that, that's the thing like i like the fact that it it felt worldwide but in truth it's like here's a portion that we're not counting for you know i really wish you know they would just think you know obviously there's understandably certain circumstances and everything but um at least give you guys your own uh if they're going to you know cut you out not just leave you in the dust in it which is kind of a shame yep yeah uh, for sure that's...
3: that's how the world works you can't always get everything
1: that's true that is true
3: i mean we can't play the juniors can't play the seniors can't play so there's a whole group of us they're just like yeah have fun we'll just sit here yeah. doing nothing <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i think i also think it's a testament to then the community as a whole you know yeah limitless chill all these uh hexter all these tournaments that are out there you know that are inclusive and the fact that everyone's getting to play everyone's getting to participate you know again um you know we've seen this in other games especially during this time it's amazing and it's so neat that we do get to have that involvement as a group and i don't think without that you know the game would be as Growing as it is right now, uh, you know, can because there's been a huge number of players who've gotten in on it and during 2020. Uh, and uh, I know there's some multiple factors there, too many, <laughs> but it's 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 great to see the game is uh, is is thriving in a such a weird time period.
3: Because here's the thing like, the first X is that like X is one of the bigger one right now. One well, of the first sectors I played, like, there was only about 15 of us. And the first few weeks was, like, 15 to at least 30 of us just playing just for fun. Not really anyone playing. And then everything just started booming. 100 plus, 200 plus. Mm-hmm. And then I think limitless, limitless, no, yeah, they did, they did have 400 people registered just for a weekly. That's it. 400 people.
0: That's crazy numbers right there.
3: <laughs> you could get an IC in Australia with about four. Actually, yeah. You do get OCIC about 400 people. That's the same amount. Wow.
1: Yeah, I mean that's why I, I know like what Chill they had to change their format recently because originally it was hey we'll just play this straight through even if it goes to one o'clock in the morning Eastern Standard Time that's not a big deal and then they're like okay we gotta split this up into two days now uh, <laughs> <laughs> too many people too many people I you know again I I don't know I see that as a good thing coming from the couple of the games that I played in the past where uh, you know the top number of players was two hundred you know. That was, the, he felt good if there was that many number of players there. Um, you know, yep. it's just, it's just, I'm glad to see a larger, a larger pool of players.
3: Yeah. For me, like the more people playing it, the more people are going to keep playing it. More people are going to have fun. I think it's just a win-win for everybody. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And then we all I know Nick
0: learn. and I are both, yeah, we're both trying to learn it. I know Nick and I are both trying to break through and make one of those top cuts on one of those big tournaments. Um, I know Nick got close once. Uh, I got close um, on one of the Tablemon ones, but yeah, it's just it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's, just uh, it's just great to see that the community is really making this game thrive right now, more so than um, Pokemon Company itself.
3: Right. Because Pokemon's not going to do anything for us, so we thought, let's just do it ourselves. Why not?
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, say what you want about the the standard game now, but it's it's really the community that's making this uh, work. Right. And this Um, is
3: why I do not understand people keep saying online tournaments don't mean anything. Online tournaments don't mean anything. Oh. Look at what it's doing right now.
0: For sure. And and just because, you know, you're playing a tournament online, it it doesn't mean it's any different, uh, you know, if you win. If you win a a 200-man tournament online, I would say it means just as much um, to your skill level than, you know, playing a 200-man tournament. Or event, you know, IRL. It just takes a little less time because it's just so, everything's so, so streamlined and it's a little easier to organize, get people where they need to be. Um, Plus, yeah, the body odor it, if you is win, coming. you win. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. The same
1: <laughs> it's the same. It's still the same game.
0: Yeah. It's still, it's still the same game.
1: It's not like it's a variation on it. it it's, you know, like we have different standard formats essentially but it's still the game no no special rules have been changed it's not like these uh the the tournaments are impacting what you know how certain cards have to be played it's not judge calls these are these are actually just straight up just here's the game play it and everyone's taking it very serious you know not not like to a degree that it's like so cut feels cutthroat it's 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 like i'm everyone's there they're either trying to learn they're trying to get better and play the game the way they play the game so you know again you know it's not like i feel like people are slacking and they're just showing up and they're just a body in it they're they're another serious contender so i i love the online events i think they're doing an amazing job and you know, I'm glad you're all also, well, you're you're in the same stance with us and that supporting those. Exactly. Cause, and, and the players who do play and do well in it, too. They deserve a lot of credibility.
3: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't get up at 7 o'clock every single day, 7 in the morning, just to play in these tournaments. Or, I don't know, stay up at 11 p.m. at night at the start of a tournament every single week.
1: Yeah. If
0: I
3: didn't do that. Like, right, yeah. It's just that fun.
1: Maybe maybe what we should do is we should reach out the limitless and chill and all these plays and be like, Hey guys, let's do it let's do a different time zone event just so that those players who aren't participating, you know, let chill stay it would up real be late. Nice. Yeah, see? Here <laughs> we go. All right. We'll, we'll Come on, tra- Chill, what are you doing? What are you doing over there, <laughs> Chill? <laughs> He's, he can relax while he, he sips a coffee and, and just monitors the tournament. That'll work out fine for him. Uh, yeah. yeah.
3: Everyone keeps thinking it's easy, you know, just every, enter every tournament. That's why I keep doing well. But the thing is, I have to get up 7 o'clock in the morning, and i was like, usually round one or round two, I'm still very sleepy. I'll make the same mistakes, like, oh, what did I do this? Make the wrong mm. mistakes. I don't know, get up, like, usually all these Saturday and Sunday events, I have to stay up, and if I want to do well, I'll be staying up all the way up to 5am. So, that yeah, that's, that's the beauty of living in Asia, we don't get Players Cup, and we don't get good time zones, <laughs> but I still wouldn't trade it for anything else, like, I get a tournament, I get to play, it's good with me.
0: Yeah, we're happy to have you part of the community You, uh, for what you do for us uh, in just general or, you know, with with all the, the stat breakdowns, all the, um, you know, recaps of what you've done in list bre- uh, breakdowns, everything is a, you're a huge part of this community. We couldn't be happier to have you.
1: Yeah.
3: I just like I don't know. I'm just a stats guy. I just like looking at all the numbers, I like looking at all the results, I like looking at who did well, who did this, who did that. And no one was doing anything about it. So I thought I'll just do it myself.
0: Yeah, and you do a heck of a job. So yeah, keep that up for sure. Yeah, please yeah, do. Yeah. Now
3: Limitless have put a website for everything. So I'm like, okay, there you go. You don't have to don't have to look at my Twitter <laughs> anymore. Just look at them.
1: Well, you know what? So we are going to be starting a new series ourselves here. It will be not a podcast, but a um a a kind of a youtube series i think now uh with our whimsy watch uh chuck uh you'd be more than welcome to join us on there because all we're going to be doing is talking about tournament stats and breakdown and um i'm kind of writing a little bit of code to hopefully kind of scrape from there uh some information because one of the things i think would be kind of interesting to see is the cards that are being played in deck archetypes yes. And mm-hmm. from a week-to-week basis and seeing in those tournaments, like, if we could see, like, okay, Picarum, for some reason, Hammers are up 5%, you know, now they're all running four Hammers, or why did they go down? I think those would be kind of interesting things to kind of look at and trends on that end, so.
3: Yeah. I've been trying to find a way to do something similar, but it's just too many decks, too many tournaments, too many people for me to get everything together right. and try yeah. to put it in, like, a spreadsheet. So right. The fact that you guys are doing it, I'm looking forward to it. Actually,
1: huh. like I said, you, you're more than welcome to join us, and we can kind of go through them with you too. So that'd be awesome. For
0: sure. On that note, I did I did want to kind of mention um, where like hammers is up five percent. Um, there was a a scorch list I saw out there that p- was playing four hammers and cut um, like a quick ball and a hearth and something else to make room for. For hammers,
3: do oh, you yeah. find? <laughs> I, sh- I shared that picture.
0: Oh yeah. That, okay. That, that, what what's your feelings on on um on Santa Scorch having hammers in it?
3: Um, whoever this guy is, I think you need to look at the correct Santa Scorch list because <laughs> first of all, hammers do nothing for Santa Scorch. You're playing three quick ball. That's always a bad idea. Yeah. The giant half is a bad idea i think he's playing three switch which also is a bad idea mm-hmm. so this this is what i don't get i don't know why people just want to put crushing hammer and everything i think it's a meme but
0: it might have been a meme think, but but i i've seen other decks um that have no reason to play hammers play hammers it's just it's just crazy that
3: i've seen mutri play hammers i've seen oh. Blacephalon play hammers yes. i've even seen Orbido. Orbital playing hammers, and Orbital wants to take you for more energy. I don't understand it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, the moral I think, I, of the story I, is uh, hammers don't belong in everything. Yeah.
3: You I know, like makes like, okay. control, it makes, makes more sense in control, because you're trying to control your opponent. Mm-hmm. Like for, for in that regard, I'm like, yeah, play the hammers. Beaker arm, I can see why, because Ethernet is a bad matchup. ADP is a bad matchup. So Hammer's kind of help them in that matchup.
1: Yeah.
3: But then in tennis it's like, what's that gonna help you? Just make it that consistent. Yeah, it's taking consistency.
0: Yeah.
3: Like you play three quick wall, you're gonna dead draw. Yeah. For
0: sure.
3: So many of these weird leads. I keep questioning myself, like, why? How do people (laughs) do
1: this?
0: Keep the meme alive, I
3: guess. <laughs> I mean, we're all here to have fun anyways, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, so um, Cash, you know... A lot of, again, a lot of people know who you are. They hear your name. They obviously see you in the top of the tournament boards, um, you know, but where can other players find you? This is, (laughs) well, where can other players find you? You know, again, just, um, you know, plug away here. We like to give uh, all of our guests a chance to, you know, give everyone a chance to find you. That way, if they want to contact you or, or if just, if you're creating any content, um, you know, again, uh, go right ahead, you know,
3: Guess just my Twitter. I guess Cashman Twenty Seven. That's where I post all the results, all my decks. I might feel I was just about to post one right now. so <laughs> I guess <laughs> everything is just there. I I have a YouTube, but that's nothing, so nobody cares about that one. I am streaming some games, but I'm just streaming for the fun of it, so you don't have to follow that. So it's, yeah, it's just mostly Twitter. That's about it. Awesome. All right.
1: Uh, you yeah. Know, so. Again, thank you so much, Uh, Jake. Real quick before, uh, do you have any other questions you want to ask him, or?
0: No, I think that's that's it.
1: Awesome. All right, yeah. So thank you again for joining us today. You know, we really appreciate, uh, especially with the time zone difference. uh, You you staying up and uh, you know. Talking to us here about this game and going yeah. through some of your cards. Everything Dude. is a time zone difference for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna start a trend, uh for chill, hashtag chill series seventeen. Make it or whatever number they're on, change the time yeah. zone.
3: No, <laughs> uh, no, because the thing is if you change the time zone everyone's gonna miss it, so I'm like let's get it to everybody else. <laughs> I'll just but then again I can't join Chill seventeen sadly, because I'm actually packing up to go for my army training. Uh, tomorrow morning oh,
0: oh yeah okay. so you're gonna you're gonna be away from for from uh, PTCGO Pro, oh, man so yeah, what says. are we gonna do without cash for two weeks have a chance to get in That's the top the cut part.
3: I got to see what what happens <laughs> when I'm not around <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well hopefully we could uh make you proud I know I'm gonna try to start rocking some senate scorch lately um on some of these tournaments
3: uh, just so. play whatever you whatever makes you happy honestly I'm just happy to support everyone even if you for like Sandiskorch, sure. or if you're Logan McCain, you call it theme deck. It's all good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> theme deck without a supporter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> An only hop,
0: holy hop, holy hop, in in Sandiskorch. I <laughs>
1: mean, yeah, hop
3: is good sometimes, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. With uh, you know this 13 hour time difference. Um, it's just super awesome to get to talk to you and and have you part of our um our our guest lineup here.
3: I'm just always happy to talk about Pokemon honestly and meet more meet more friends, just share the love honestly. So thank you for having me.
1: Yep, no problem. Anytime, anytime. All right, so I think that's going to do it for us here today and I will hit stop recording. Thank you again for listening to the Triple P Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at PitPokePod. You can join our Facebook group and Discord server to play and chat all things Pokemon. Check out our YouTube channel and we stream openings, matches, and events on twitch.tv slash PittsburghPokemonPodcast.